Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. <laughs> Preserve your sense of humor. Because you're going to need it. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. I don't know who that was. I don't know who that was. Uh, that said preserve your sense of humor. It was that guy. Which guy? You know the guy. I don't I don't know who no, was you that? claim you don't know the guy. You know the guy. That guy? Yeah. What, who's that guy? Preserve your sense of humor. You're going to need it. Who do you think it was? I don't know. I got another guy. I, you know, that, well, might, that? that might be the guy. Who was it? I don't know. It was just a random drop. Well, as you know, they call if him. you were AI, you'd know. That's true. That's right. Yeah. Welcome, or they say, say in Germany, Welcomen to the uh, Planet Mikey uh, show here. It's a podcast, actually. It's not really so much a show, although we are on YouTube. Mm. Thanks to Ben Kitchen, who's to my left. Can we? Can they see you, Ben, on camera? Yeah, unfortunately. For them. Uh, <laughs> and Bill Smith, whose uh, you know, studios we're in. That's right. You know, the master uh, producer Bader. of major uh, epic yeah. broadcast Yeah, I'll give myself a plug, right? Club 39. Yeah. That's the that's the studios. That's and he's had famous bands down here, famous radio. Oh, yeah. We had, everything. We had a band here last night. We were drinking uh, scotch. Expensive scotch. scotch and soda. And we drank a little gin. too much. It's funny how just a couple of shots of that stuff packs quite the punch. Oh, scotch. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. please. People have been drinking that stuff to get cocked for years. Oh, it was good, though. You know what has more impact, though? Uh, and you guys, raise your hand if you've ever had tequila. <laughs> Tequila is legal. Okay, marijuana was not. Now, then, then all of a sudden they realize if tequila is legal, what are we doing over on this side? Because tequila makes you into a a felonious asshole ninety percent of the time, and and marijuana makes you drive slower and eat more food. It's good for the economy. And to go into deep conversations on things that you really don't care about. Yeah. That's what we do every single week on this podcast. That's why we have this podcast. That's Actually, correct. we have some very uh, carefully selected topics on a regular basis because the three of us collectively have a, a century's worth of uh, radio broadcasting experience. Yeah. So we know what to say and what not to say. Like on the podcast, you can say lots of stuff. On a, When you're on a radio, you can't say shit. That's, literally. You literally can't. Yeah. Can't say shit. So it's June 6, 2023. I've just come back from a big adventure. First of all, let me say this. I have established the Mikey Adams Hall of Fame for friends that I've had in my lifetime. Would this be like the Mount Rushmore of Mikey's friends? Yeah, right. A little more. There'd be a little more additions than four. You know, Mount Rushmore, that should have been a whole range of mountains for famous Americans. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, where are you going to put a stat? Where are you going to put Oprah's face if you don't have room? (laughs) So... I, I'll, you know, I just I'm gonna go. I went down on this trip and I met with an old friend of mine. Let me start with Roger Hockaway. How old is this old friend? I met the, Roger in 1963, and how do I know that? Because it was before the Beatles mm. happened, and then they happened, and he and I were, you know, we were like nine, ten years old. I was like, oh my god, this is unbelievable! The Beatles, and we both got Beatlemania like the rest of the country did, really. But at the same time, he lived did next it door. Itch? It did. It was very itchy. <laughs> And he uh, he lived next door. He moved in next door when he was about nine years old, 1963. 
And we just became best friends. We hung around all the time. We had a lot in common. He's a great guy, right? And we both love the Beatles, and we both love baseball. So baseball, Beatles, nine, ten years old, bang. We were best uh, instant friends. Now, he moved away in uh, fifth grade, Roger did, to Sweden. Huh? So I never really, kind of really never saw him again. I saw him like two or three times after that in my you whole life. You lost your best friend. I lost my best friend. Did it was, it was brutal. period my, of withdrawal? My parents told me, he's, uh, Roger went to Sweden. I, I said, oh, I can't wait till he gets back. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. He's not going to come back. I said, oh. I said, what? It was terrible. Anyway, so I went down to North Carolina and played 18 holes of golf with Roger Hockerbeck, my nine-year-old best friend, 10-year-old, 11. He was on my Little League team. We were both pitchers. It was now, you hadn't seen this guy in how long? Well, I, th- I saw him briefly at, at some, you know, not-so-pleasant events like funerals or whatever, you know, a couple of times, just briefly. Mm. But this was a nice extended uh, 18-hole visit, and he's the same as he ever was. Oh, he's not. He's substantially older. <laughs> And I would assume larger, but he's still a great guy. We, he's a good golfer. I was I was playing golf with him. He let me use his clubs, and I hit him pretty good. Yeah. Not too bad. They're not my clubs, but uh, Roger can play. And we went to uh, Sh- Charlotte. The town was called Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. I've never been to North Carolina. Beautiful golf course. Played eighteen holes with Roger Hockaday, who's clearly probably probably the first inductee into the Mikey Adams Friendship Hall of Fame. Great guy, and uh, I, I had a really, really good time visiting with him. His sister is is really best friends with my sister, hmm. you know, because they live next door. That's how those things worked out. Uh, so he's in there, okay? The other guy that I visited when I was down there is my like one of my radio pals from the very first job I had in radio, Bill Vassar. Now, you know, Bills are have a big, important place in my life. You know, there's... Uh, uh, Bill Patrick, who you know, I was roommates with in New York. He was good friends. Bill Pito was my co-host on the radio show. Bill Lee, the spaceman. Yep. Uh, Bill Smith, who's sitting right over here. Thank you. Fabulous, fabulous human being. Uh, Billy O in Florida. Billy, my friend Billy, Billy. in Florida. Oh, they're, these are now all. There's bills. a fabulous individual right there. These that, are all bills. Yeah. But Bill Vassar, I I hit it off with my very first job in radio. I was like 18 years old. We were both hippies. You know, and I go into this radio station where we're playing Tony Bennett music, beautiful music, Montavani, <laughs> you know, Barbara Streisand on WINF. And it was this, you know, really old person's radio station for, for two uh, 18-year-olds. But you I, didn't care because you were on the radio. I didn't care. Yeah. And it was AM. It was like 1,000 watts. It was like, oh, wow. So I walk into the studio, and the first time I meet Bill Vassar, and he's got... You know, he's barefoot. He's got his feet up on the counter. He's got an ashtray full of roaches. He's got he's got empty beer bottles sitting on the you know on the console, and he's pushing buttons and just having a good time. Is he like Johnny Fever? But he went on to, to do very big things in the broadcasting world. You know, he was uh, the head of NBC Telesales in New York City, Thirty Rock. He he's, he runs the Screen Gems Studios down in North Carolina. He's he's had he was sales manager at various radio stations on the air for many many jobs. Long-term broadcaster. We're talking decades of experience for Bill Vassar. And to this very day, one of the great people. You know, you don't meet a lot of great people in radio. Sometimes they're assholes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. But, but when you find a guy who's a really good guy, a solid human being like Bill Vassar is, he's got to go in the Hall of Fame. He's got to. Okay. Long-term radio relationship with him. So I'm down in North Carolina after visiting these two great friends of mine, right? And I decide that on the way back, I'm going to, instead of taking my, the uh, Raleigh-Durham flight 
to Baltimore, switching planes and going back to Providence, which is where I started from, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this shitty little rental car from Thrifty, this uh, Hyundai Elantra, <laughs> and I'm going to drive up through Maryland and go- drive to the Baltimore airport and visit my daughter in Bethesda. Oh. So I said, I'm going to surprise him. You know, it's going to be great. So I get a f- f- quarter of six in the morning. I get in this Hyundai Elantra, and I start the six-and-a-half-hour drive <laughs> from North Carolina to Baltimore, Maryland. And I say, here I go. And I'm a drive. Because, you know, I'm a drive a mundo. That's right. I can just drive and drive and drive. Mm-hmm. And, but the problem with the Hyundai Elantra is you, you're so cramped. Well, because you're dri- such a large man, and you've well, been driving be- the the beautiful uh, marquee out there. That's the it. Grand I've been driving a couch. Now they put me in a, a basically an air an air an airplane bathroom. Yeah. You know where you're sitting there all cramped over, <laughs> leaning over. Like, this is awful. I got. I mean, my legs went dead on me. I'm driving six and a half hours, right? And you know, through Virginia, North Carolina. I did. By the way, the sonic boom happened when I when I got to Virginia. Yeah, I caused that. Those Hyundai, Hyundai Elantras really move. <laughs> they go fast. We broke the sound barrier. So I call my daughter. She's busy. They're, they're doing stuff. She's working. She didn't know. They didn't know I was going to. So I, I couldn't even do that. So I'm like, oh, God. Sick and so then I get to the Baltimore airport, and I we jump on the plane. It loaded. You know, okay, we're all sitting on the plane. It's three. It's time to take off. No. 45-minute wait on the runway. Why? Because the Baltimore Airport and Southwest Airlines didn't have enough people to load luggage onto the plane. We sat there, all of us, on the plane waiting to take off because the bags weren't on. You have the most rotten luck at the airport. But Southwest, hello, that's the hub of your airline. Get some fucking bag lifters here or else no one's going to like you again. You know, I know I'm not going to. It's pathetic. I'm never flying with you. Why? Like Bill just said, you have the worst yep. luck at the airport. We get to the airport, we get there late, we miss the plane, we get arrested. Oh, yeah. That happens every time. <laughs> it's like the song Coming Into Los Angeles by Arlo Guthrie. <laughs> That's right. What was he bringing in? A couple of keys. A couple of keys. Yeah, a couple yeah. of keys of marijuana, I think. That's Please, illegal. Mr. Customs Man. Yeah. So that was fun. But on the, on the drive, a couple of interesting things. You know I love pickles, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm a dildo guy. Are the uh, <laughs> are the uh, the pickles in the Hall of Fame? No, oh. no. But the oh wait, oh you see one who's in the Hall of Fame? Go you ahead. are, you are. I yeah, am. Bill, I'm congratulations. A, Thanks. Uh, it, Roger Hockaday, of course. You know, we're going way back. <laughs> you know, uh, Lenny Ruff, Billy, of course. You know, and the other guys. Some of them have passed away. But I'll tell, talk about that some other time when we come when we get the plaques designed. I see. Oh, okay, <laughs> good. That'll be good. So I'm driving this long drive. <laughs> After a wonderful uh, time down there in North Carolina, and I'm driving by uh, this town in North Carolina, it's a Mount Olive. Mount Olive, yeah. You've heard of it. Oh, yeah. The, you've heard of the pickles. Yes. Mount, Mount Olive pickles. I know. Yes, they're I, really good. I've never heard of those. You haven't? No. Well, you've heard Popeye. That's one of his b- favorite hobbies. Mount Olive. <laughs> you, you know what that is, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So I'm thinking, <laughs> this is Mount Olive. And then I talked to Bill Vassar on the phone. I said, I went by Mount Olive. He says... That's the town that Andy Griffith used to talk about all the time as the big city near Mayberry. I was just going to say, I, I thought I heard about that on Mayberry. Yeah. Yep. I guess why. It's not that big a city, but they got the pickles. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. So you drive, whenever you're driving, you look for interesting things. I saw a, uh, a uh, this is really weird. On the way down there, there's a town literally called Fuckway, <laughs> North Carolina. F-U-Q-U-A-Y. 
fuckway, fuckway, North Carolina. Is that how they pronounce it? I don't know. I didn't. I went. You think I was just stop and talk to somebody? Yeah, I saw. I actually talked to someone from Fuckway, and they say, "No, fuck, no, it's not Fuckway. It's fuck. It's Fuckway." I didn't want to find that out. I like it better as Fuckway. Fuckway. Yeah. Um, That's not the town's name. The town's name is Fuckway Verena. Fuckway Vagina. It's a misprint. Well, yep, you're right. Oh. <laughs> That's the only way. Well, nowadays, now there's a di- whole different. So get the old machine in there. So I went, to, I went through Fuckway, yeah. I, and I drove to, uh, through Mount Olive, and I went down to Shalot, which looks like Shalot, and I learned a lot, Shalot, about North Carolina, which I, a place I had never been to before. It, okay. Uh, and uh, not the least of which is oh, so I meant, meant to tell you, I got on the airplane. They finally decided to take. Um, by the way, I sit next to the you know the uh, the safety seats next to the doors yep. where they you have to be you know strong enough to do the door and they don't let you sit there otherwise. I sit next to this guy, big, fat, like three hundred eighty pound dude, and he took up a seat and a half. So I was like pinched <laughs> over to because there were no there weren't any seats left, and I'm thinking, well, I can last this out. It's a fifty five minute flight to Providence, less than that. Yeah. I can I can suffer through this. No, well we're sitting forty five minutes on this sweaty next to this fat Moby Dick dude. I mean, sh- sh- little baby Shamu sitting next to me. Is Shepard doing good? <laughs> <laughs> Shepard lost a lot of weight. I saw a picture of him. Yeah, right no, I know he actually looks great. Yeah, he, does. he did lose a lot of weight. So all these things mix into a travel experience that makes Ben not want to travel on a plane with me anymore. I'm not alone. Bill's with me on this. Oh right? yeah, that's right. I'm not going. Uh, the, the flight attendant was very nice about it, though. She I, she comes over to me. She goes, this isn't very good, but we, we don't have the luggage loaded. And I'm, I'm sorry. She, she was adorable. Yeah. And I say, could you get this fucking whale out of the seat next to me, please? <laughs> it's going to take some lubricant. Get him out of there. Oh, boy. Um, the other thing I saw, which I thought was pretty interesting, was that there's a... Uh, a, a hardware store yeah. in Shalot, Shalot yeah. called Badcock. Badcock? Badcock Hardware. Badcock. And I'm thinking, you know, okay, you bought a hardware store or you started one, and you're trying to think, well, what are we going to call this? Not Ace. <laughs> Not Lowe's. We're going to call this, let's call this place Badcock. <laughs> That's right. Not Goodcock. No. Bad or Bigcock. Yeah. No. Bad cock. All right, so you know, but I'm here to talk about FanDuel for a second because they are the very best and most uh, best equipped to take care of your betting needs. I saw you on the app uh, earlier. You know, I tell people now. I tell people make a fast break to FanDuel right now, okay? Because it's like a basketball term, and <laughs> it's kind of clever. So make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs, everybody. You're so dumb. Because right now, new customers can get a no sweat first bet. You know what that is? Okay, I'll tell you. Tell me. The no sweat first bet, up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your bet doesn't win. Even if you lose, you win. If it doesn't win, you win by losing. Exactly. It's a no sweat first bet. (laughs) $1,000. You know, uh, FanDuel is the thing about them that make make it easy for you, too. Their app is safe, it's secure. So safe, so sane, so, so, so. so what do you call it? Supple. Brooklyn, Brooklyn Bridge. Oh. You know that song? No. The Worst That Could Happen by the Brooklyn Bridge? And gonna, this commercial is going to end up four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they have great promotions, too. You get paid instantly. It's safe. It's a great app. It's quick. It's easy. There's no better uh, place to place your bet. 
than the playoff action at America's number one sports book. Visit fanduel.com slash Boston. Get a no sweat first bet. Tell them Mikey sent you. <laughs> Tell them Ben Kitchen sent you. Yeah. Tell them Bill Smith sent you. Sure, why not? You won't get anything Maybe. for the last two of those, but the first, well, yeah, tell them anyway. You get, well, you get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's oh, FanDuel. That's pretty good. FanDuel.com slash Boston. FanDuel's the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now, you ready for this? Ready. I'm going to do this disclaimer. Take one deep in breath and secret, do it all in one in my breath. my secret voice. Go. Ready? Oh, okay. Go ahead. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issues and non-withdrawable bonus. Bets expire in 14 days. Registered restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. FanDuel's offering online sports wagering in Kansas. Did you know that? That's right. We're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> Dorothy. Uh, they have an agreement with Kansas Star Casino. Why do I have to tell people that? That's private. That's why I'm using my secret voice. Call 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a problem with gambling. Visit FanDuel.com/RGCOIA. Read it. I am. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step. I'm reading it faster than you can hear it. How's that? Or visit ccpg.org slash chat Connecticut 1-800-9. Read what it says. 1-877-8. they won't pay us. Yeah, they'll pay us. You think anybody gives a crap about this disclaimer? All right, finish. Aside from the, the advertiser who has to do it. The lawyers do. Okay, then let me just finish it then. Then you're at 1 800 522 4700, Wyoming. Or visit 1 800 gambler.net in West Virginia. If, if, if anyone in West Virginia even has a computer. I have a question. Why would the disclaimer be longer than the actual commercial? Because that's just stupid. The government. <laughs> Stupid regulations. Right. Well, we did that though, so now we're clear, right? We're clear on you that. Did. You're legal and Jeez. yes. All right. Now here's another thing. Joe Castiglione, yeah. who we love, yes, was doing a game the other day, and he had and he had he. There's a guy named Jose Siri who plays for Toronto. Yeah. So Joe said something, something, something. I'll put you up in the booth. Here we go. Joe says something like, "And here's Siri." And all of a sudden, his phone turns on and goes, you know, talks to him. And as the woman in the phone, Siri, you know. So, and they're all laughing because he said Siri, and then Siri talked to him during the broadcast. I was just wondering what Joe would ask uh, Siri in his private time. You know, if no one was listening, if there was no audience. All right, turn down that sound. I'll, let's do it. Let's do it. I'll pretend I'm Joe. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm putting on Siri. All right, you ready? What's the biggest cock in the world? <laughs> I better ask it in Siri language. Okay, here we okay, go. Okay. Siri, what's the biggest penis in the world? I don't know how to respond to that. <sighs> I know. She's afraid. You but didn't, you, should, you didn't ask it in and, Joe's voice. And hold it to the microphone so we can hear it. Jesus. Siri, who has the biggest penis? <laughs> oh. If you like, I can search the website. Okay, no. Uh, you, the answer. I see. Now I can do better than Siri. Well, the 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 blue whale. Yeah. Has an eight foot penis. Wow. Did you know that? No idea. No. no. See. Why would I know that? This is why there's a Siri, and this is why this is now obsolete. I'm more like AI than Siri is. For God's sake, I know the biggest penis is the blue whale's eight foot penis. I'm, I'm well read. Indeed, you've done some research, Mike. So you're, anyway, you're joke, joke stick. I mean, we should do a whole segment on what would – and, and come up with the questions in advance. What would Joe ask Siri <laughs> if he was serious? Um, 
I have some news items. Did you say news? Oh, yeah. Mm. But first, a musical thing. Oh. You ready? Go ahead. Uh, this is also a news item. The lady who sang the girl from Ipanema, Astrid... Gilberto. Gilberto. Yeah. Is it Gilberto or Gilberto? I believe it's Gilberto. Astrid Gilberto. The news on her is she's dead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she... Remember Astrid Gilberto? I'm laughing at the way you said it, you not that she's dead. I heard that famous hey, song. Hey, remember uh, that hot The chick? news is the girl she's from dead. Ipanema, that the first time she ever <laughs> yeah. recorded it was the, uh, the, the, the recording that we hear was the first time she ever right. recorded it. First take. That song. Yeah. yeah, first take. Stan Getz. Well, you know, I'm a one take guy, so I can relate to that. But she was beautiful, and she got, got in the studio, sang the thing. Yep. And, and it, so, you, so now you, tomorrow at the water cooler, you go up to somebody, you go, hey, remember that hot looking girl that sang uh, Girl from Ipanema, Astrid Gil- 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 Gilberto? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's dead, oh. and then walk away. Just leave someone sitting there oh, aghast with their terrible. mouth agape. Aghast and agape. Oh, boy. I know. That's Mike Adams right there. We, uh... Well, because I'm a lounge lizard at heart, yep. and I love that song, and I loved Astrid Gilberto, yes. please don't be t- too critical of this. I'm going to do a, my rendition of the girl from Ipanema. It's like a samba. Sways so low. Jazzy, it's jazzy. Tall and tan and young and lovely, the girl from Ipanema goes a walking, and when she passes, each one she passes passes gas. When she walks, she's like a samba that swings so cool and sways so gentle. And when she passes, each one she passes goes, Oh, but I watch her so sadly. How can I tell her that I love her? Yes, I would give my bone gladly But each day when she walks to the sea I hope that she doesn't have VD Tall and tan and so young, so lovely That girl from Ipanema goes a-squishing by When she passes a smile but she does not see She's blind that's good for me. Hola, que la se bak bak krasse ole ma minine ke patasa patoto deri maroro rishima kunaya kunde. All right, that's enough. I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> See what a walk on the beach does to me. And now the news. I'm Ed Ames. Sadly, he's dead. No, we discussed that at great length. And then somebody, I tweeted out a picture of Ed Ames, and someone put Mutt's face in, in Ed Ames' yeah. wig wow. and re, retweeted it, and it got like a hundred more likes than the original. You got ratioed. I did. That's what it's called? Yeah. yeah. All right. And now the news. Actually, I don't have any news. You know, what I have is, <laughs> it's not really news. It's kind of like... I'll tell you what it is. I what, found what, a list because it? I do so much driving. Yes. I found a list of uh, some oddball rules of the road in various states that you may not know about. On the road again. I can't wait to get on the road again. 
Let's start with Maine. You ever been to Maine? Maine. Yeah, I've never been to Maine, but I kind of like the music. Vacation land. It's illegal to sell a motor vehicle on Sunday. Oh. Isn't that nasty for the car dealers? Do they explain why? I, when I worked in a car dealership, I sold a lot of cars on Sunday. Sunday's a big day. Yeah, because people like this, they go, let's go look at some cars. They kick the tires, they buy them, you know? <laughs> and I say stuff like, what can I do to get you in this car? No, I never said that. <laughs> because that's what sales reps say to you at car dealerships. What, what's it going to take for me to get you in this vehicle? Yeah, maybe you could get away from me and shut the fuck up and leave me alone, oh, me and my wife. That's, I'm trying. that's what you say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you know that in South Berwick, Maine, parking in front of Dunkin' Donuts is prohibited? So don't ever do it. Hold on. Parking in front of Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah. Milford, Massachusetts, okay, peeping into the windows of automobiles is against the law. What? You can't even peep in there. Ruin my Friday night. Also, it's illegal to travel on a roadway with a sleigh or sled drawn by a horse unless there are at least three bells attached to some part of the harness. Well, that makes sense. It's a little bit specific. Yeah. But don't do it. Just don't do it. In New Hampshire, it's against the law to inhale car fumes with the intent of inducing euphoria. Mm. <laughs> How are they going to know? I don't know. Gavin Newsom will repeal that. I'm walking over here, but I'm euphoric. Don't blame the uh, car. <clears throat> in New Jersey, like in Massachusetts, you can't drive a horse-drawn sleigh on a highway unless it has bells on the harness. Same thing in New Jersey. So that law is not just Massachusetts. The bells on a harness thing? It's pretty universal. It's also New Jersey. Even the Amish. Rhode Island, Section 1122-11 of Rhode Island. <laughs> a Rhode Island law says it's illegal to ride a horse on a highway for the purpose of racing or testing the speed of the horse. <laughs> yeah. doing, doing so could cost you $20. I think it's worth That's it. That's worth it. It so is. And the horse likes it. Yeah. You also cannot operate a motorcycle, a motorized tricycle on a Rhode Island interstate highway. Oh. See, these are actual... See, you think I make this shit up? Come on, this is real. Ben knows. Real. He goes to Rhode Island all the time. So <laughs> what, what did I just say? What's the, what's the wrong? The rule you don't want to break? I, I can't uh, bring my trike, my motorized mo- trike. You have That's one. Right. You have and, one. And... Um, I can't test the speed of my horse. But if I already know the speed of my horse, fair But how are you going to do that? How are you going to know the speed? They don't have little odometers on them, little uh, speedometers. Especially on the pavement. In in Anchorage, Alaska, it's illegal to tie a dog to the roof of your car. Was it Mitt Romney did that? Mitt Romney did that, yeah. But he did it in another state. Yeah. It was in a cage, but still. I love this one. Arkansas. I know. In in Little Rock, Arkansas, or in, in Arkansas in general, it's against the law. To honk your horn after 9 p.m., quote, at any place where cold drinks and or sandwiches are served. Uh, That's my house. Anywhere else you can (laughs) honk. You're so stupid. California, it's a misdemeanor to shoot any kind of game from a moving vehicle unless your target is a whale. I see. Now, I ask you, who put that law on the books? Why? And what's with the whale? Well, that's the other thing, too. I would like to know the why behind all of these rules. Because, yeah. All these laws. Massachusetts has a lot of laws I'd like to know the why behind, too. I know who pays for them, but I don't know why they came up with them. In California, it's a, it's, it can be illegal for a woman to drive while wearing a bathrobe. Georgia, in Marietta, it's illegal to spit from a car or bus. Spitting from a truck, however, is perfectly fine. <laughs> what about an SUV? 
doesn't say. No. Uh, these are rules that are uh, currently and laws yeah. that are currently yeah. on the books. Yeah. yeah. I got these from AAA. Oh. Hey, remember that guy in the early 90s that was in, like, got arrested in Singapore? And got and whipped? And then got caned? caned. Yeah. 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 Well, what did he get arrested Citizen for? Kane, they called him. Oh. <laughs> Is that where that came from? <laughs> That's where that came from. Nothing like getting caned. <laughs> now, well, what did he do? I think he did. He steal a picture or something. He took something off the wall. I've forgotten what it was. He disrespected something. He, yeah, he did. He st- stole something right yeah. before he shot his mother. Yeah. That's <laughs> Illinois. You can claim roadkill as long as you don't owe child support. <laughs> now I'm in the clear. I don't know about you guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there you go. what does that have to do with each other? Who knows? Well, because if you uh, owe child support, you're going to have to give that dead yeah. raccoon to yeah. your ex. That dead raccoon's mine. <laughs> you didn't pay your child support. I ain't giving you dead raccoon at my dinner. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Iowa. In Tiffin, Iowa. Tiffin. I know where that is. You're prohibited from throwing stones, bricks, or missiles of any kind into the street unless you get written permission first. From whom? Uh, see, tell that to Antifa. The missile police? Yep. Okay. Right, Maryland. You got more? Yeah, well, of course. I got great ones here. Maryland. I was just driving through Maryland. And did you break this law? You cannot use profanity on any street, highway, or sidewalk. Doing so will cost you up to $100. Ooh. So you owe Maryland how many thousands of dollars? But I already told them. Fuck that. I'm not paying it. <laughs> Montana, it's illegal to have a sheep in your truck without a chaperone. Whoa, you know what that means. <laughs> you can put a wool over her eyes, I'll tell you. <laughs> hey, she ain't bad. Oh, God. Oh, what are you doing on there, <laughs> mutton? <laughs> That's our friend Mike. I'm on, the, I'm on the lamb now. No more sheep jokes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, unless she's an embraceable you. <laughs> Keep going. Camels are prohibited in Nevada from walking on public highways. <laughs> Try to tell them that. Oh, I know. Uh, in <laughs> Ohio, in in Youngstown, running out of gas is a misdemeanor. Uh, Cincinnati taxi drivers can only wear shorts from May 16th through Labor Day. Well, that See, makes sense. I, but God, the, who the fuck wasted their time coming up with and implementing oh, that? South Carolina, which I almost got to. In Hilton Head, it's illegal to accumulate garbage in your car, although we all know people who do that. I, I'm guilty of that. I'm Uh-oh, someone's calling me right now. horrible offender of that. It must be Fishkin calling me, and I'm going to have to call him after the podcast. He knows all about this oh, podcast. He's a good man, yeah. yeah. Clearly he doesn't know enough. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't know what time we, we generally do. So this we do this at what? Normally 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, Tuesdays? Yeah, 9, yeah. 10. So if we miss any real news stories, you'll know why. Uh, in the final Washington State, it's against the law to hug someone when you're, when you're driving. Mm. This also sounds like a very, very stupid thing to do. Well, but you can get a hand job. Well, I was going to say. <laughs> so I guess a, I guess a, a, knob, a knob job is out of the question. It's not Washington on the State is a mutual combat state, so two people can agree to fight, and it's perfectly legal, there right in go. the middle of the street. I love it. I'm not sure I like Washington, but you, by the by the way, you know you know well, how they got the name Seattle. Let's hear it. It's a little tiny little morsel of knowledge. I pick up these little things, and yeah. I just. Was it named I after the uh, the Indian chief? Yes. Yeah. Oh, ow, ow. Careful, Mike. Oh, you're, you're so right. that you got it. Yeah. You got that right. Chief That's Seattle. He, you knew the same little morsel of trivia that I did. He's a great man. Now, I, I, I did you guys pick this up from your all that time you hung out with Mike Salk? I want. 
Yeah, both days. <laughs> I, I want to uh, pay tribute to somebody uh, in, a, in a baseball sense that no one talks about anymore, and, and they, I really, really want to. Hold on, let me guess. Warren Spahn. Yes. How, how did about, you know? Uh, just a wild guess. You have ESPN. <laughs> Warren Spahn and Ben over here says before the show. I said we're going to talk a little Warren Spahn. He says I know everything about. Warren I did not Spahn. say no. that. Yeah, he did. He did no. say that. Yeah. Yeah. No. He said I probably no. know more than you do, That's Mike what he Adams. Said. No. Yeah. yeah, he did. Never. Bill, did he say that or what? He did. He no. actually said that. See, now he's lying about no, it. No, you're he's, both a bunch he's of liars. He's got a braggadocio going on. And you're you can't colluding. Back it up. Hey. <laughs> All right, well, tell me what you, two things. No, don't, no, no, don't, you close that computer. No, you, you want to film you're this, Googling, don't you? You're Googling him. Okay, what do you want to know? I can't I don't see know. anything. Look, look, he, look at the screen. He's cheating. Look at the screen. There's nothing there. It's just a right. video right. of us. Oh, look, okay. it's us. Good, yeah. because that, you it's know, just you, us. Googling is cheating. This I is didn't Google kids, anything. I know, I'm saying, but that's, that's how kids pass school now. I didn't Google yeah. anything. They Google shit. That's cheating. you got to have a memory. I got it. Let's go. Unless you're Dolly Parton, then you oh, got to have memories. Broke Jeez. your vape. Warren Spahn's claim to fame is that he's the winningest left-hander in the history of Major League Baseball. Now, wait a minute. Say that again. He won more games than any p- pitcher. Lefty. Lefty. Left-handed pitcher. Lefty. In the history of baseball. 363 wins. Hmm. That's not too, cha- not too chabby, okay? Uh... Didn't he play like 21 seasons well, or something the, like that? Well, the only guys ahead of him are the old school guys. Cy Young, Walter Johnson, Grover Cleveland, Alexander, Christy Matthews. Those are the only guys ahead of him in overall wins. He led the league in wins eight times. He had 13 seasons where he won 20 or more games. Now, hold on. 13 of them. Was he one of the original members of the Boston Braves? Yes, he was, yeah. as a matter of fact. And he, he had a very interesting history mm-hmm. because he broke into the majors at age 20. And he didn't do well his first time. He was a kid. You know, he was just a kid. Mm-hmm. And then he went off to war, World War II. You know, this being the 20, 79th anniversary of D-Day. Yep. We honor Warren Spahn. Not because he was at D-Day, but he did win a bronze star and a purple heart. 363 wins. Okay, now, so he goes in the Army at age 20. He comes back out, and he makes his major league, major league debut when he's 25. April nineteenth, nineteen 1942 for the Braves. That was his... That was his original His debut. debut. Yeah, it would be pre-war. MLB yeah. debut. Then he comes back, does the war, comes back, he's 25 years old. What does he do after that? Oh, all he does is win 363 games, pitching until he was 44 years old. But the thing is that they have uh, an honor that they give they give to the baseball's best left-hander. It's called the Warren Spahn Award. Ooh. He won a Cy Young. He was the runner-up three times, but back then they only had one Cy Young for the all of Major League Baseball. They didn't give one in each Until league. Until like fifty-nine or sixty or something. Yeah. Uh, no, it was in, after Kofax. They, they, Kof, they, Kofax was still part of the one Cy Young Award-winning season, so it's in the well, mid sixties. Yeah. Okay. So Warren Spahn was called a thinking man's pitcher. He uh, liked to outwit the batters. He once described his approach on the mound: hitting is timing, pitching is upsetting timing. Uh. So, he he went to the uh, Braves at, at age twenty. He refused to throw at Pee Wee Reese in a game. He was, you know, the the manager Casey Stengel wanted him to hit this batter, but it was an exhibition game preseason, and Spahn didn't think that was a nice thing to do. So he didn't want, to, and so he be, he became in Casey Stengel's doghouse. He said, "Well, the oh. kid has no guts." <laughs> you know, he's he said uh, 
It was the worst managing mistake he ever made. I said no guts to a kid who went on to become a war hero and one of the greatest left-handed pitchers you ever saw. Casey says, you can't say I don't miss him when I miss him. The 1942 Braves finished next to last. Stengel was fired. Spahn was reunited at age 44, 23 years later, with Casey Stengel when he was managing the New York Mets. Damn. And Spahn said, I'm probably the only guy who played for Casey before and after he was a genius. <laughs> Which is great. That's funny. Uh, Spahn said, a, a pitcher needs two pitches, the one they're looking for and the one to cross them up. Uh, here's what one of the classic moments of his life, though. July 2nd, 1963. Now, Spahn is, at that point, 40, 41. Yeah, 41. Facing the Giants of San Francisco. The, oh, he's 42-year-old Spahn. Became locked in a storied pitcher's duel with 25-year-old Juan Marichal, the Hall of Famer. The score was nothing-nothing after more than four hours when Willie Mays hit a game-winning solo home run with one out in the bottom of the 16th inning. Oof. So they, these pitchers today get taken out after six or seven innings because they're pussies. And this this was Marshall against Spahn. <laughs> 16 innings. Uh, Marshall ended up throwing 227 pitches in the complete game win. Damn. So he, he pitched the whole 60, the whole game, yeah. and Spahn did, too. He threw 201 pitches Jesus. in the loss, nine hits and one walk you know, I'd over watch 16 incredible. innings. I'd watch that game. Uh, that, that's, well, how tense is it when it's nothing-nothing after all? And it's one guy pitching. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So Warren Spahn, uh, you know, a guy who deserves a lot more credit than he ever got. He had two no-hitters. One was at age 39. The other was at age 40. I mean, this guy went on to do things, miracle things. He's kind of like Nolan Ryan, but without the hard fastball. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm here to tell you that I'm a fan of Warren Spahn. And now you know. Now, Ben, you know. Even more than you knew before I did this. Knowing story. is half the battle. Is that right? G.I. Joe. Wow. <laughs> Boy, that felt good. And if Warren Spahn is listening, he's at 102 years old. He's in heaven. He's listening. He's from Buffalo, New York, you know. And they used to call him Hooks because his nose got broken by a baseball, and it was like Ooh. gigantic uh, hook-shaped, uh, excuse me. <laughs> I got little mini belches going okay. on during the, during the broadcast. You're right there, Mike. You feeling yeah. okay? Um, so anyway, that's a, now I wanted to make mention of the fact that we have another podcast that's called the 15 minutes of shame. Yeah. Did you guys listen to the, oh, you were here. Yeah. yeah we participated. It's become very popular. I know that one. Yeah. And if you, Hey, you know what? We, we, we have an opening for a sponsorship for that podcast. If someone out there would like to spend two, three, four, five hundred dollars, you know, you're, you're right. <laughs> somewhere in the range of two, three, four hundred dollars, you're in. We'll make you the sole sponsor of the uh, 15 Minutes of Shame, and there's nothing to be shamed about. And that. we'll do a wonderful job. So I think that, uh, I think that I don't know if you know this, but there's a, uh, a, a guy named Joe Castiglione who we uh, know very, very well. Mm -hmm. And his, his former broadcast partner, Troop. They were a legendary team. They were a legendary team. And Joe's still plugging, still doing a thing, we you know. love Joe. Every once in a while, they send a request in for, for uh, Castiglioki, and we honor it. So uh, we're going to do the same thing tonight. We're going to honor the, the Castiglioki boys with a little tune called... Ballroom Blitz! Ballroom Blitz! Are you ready, Steve? You know, tight pants are like cheap hotels. No ballroom. 
That's a good one, True. Now let's do the song. It's time to get out of here. Warm up my pipes. <laughs> oh, Slimball Joe. And Shaw's getting so hard. Living with the things you do to me. Oh, oh. My dreams are getting so strange, Joe. I'd like to tell you everything I see. I see a man at the back, as a matter of fact, his eyes are red as the sun. And a girl in the corner let no one ignore her, she thinks she's the passionate one. Oh yeah, it was like lightning. Everybody was frightening, and the music was soothing, and they all started grooving. And the man in the back said everyone attack, and turned into a ballroom blitz. And the girl in the corner said, boy, I want to warn you, I'll turn into Ballroom Blitz. Ballroom Blitz, Ballroom Blitz, Ballroom Blitz, Ballroom Blitz. Ballroom Blitz. Here's your interlude here, Troop. Squeeze it in there, boy. Oh, I'm reaching up for something, touching nothing's all I ever do. Whatever that means. I softly call you over. When you appear, there's nothing left to do. Oh, oh. Now the man in the back is ready to crack as he raises his hands to the sky. And the girl in the corner is everybody's mourner. She could kill you with a wink of her eye. Oh, yeah, it was electric. So frightfully hectic. And the band started leaving because they all stopped breathing. Can you believe it? Everyone attacked you to a ballroom blitz, Joe. And the girl in the corner said, Boy, I want to warn you, turn into a ballroom blitz. Ballroom blitz. You know, when this song was on the radio, Troop, I always thought it kind of sucked ass. And it did, Joe, but I think our rendition is Grammy material. Because we're good. Say that again. We're good. Say that again. Oh, yeah! It was like lightning. Everybody was frightening. And the music was soothing. And they all started grooving. Big finish. The man in the back said, everyone attack, and it turned into a ballroom blitz. And the girl in the corner said, boy, I want to warn you, I turned into a ballroom blitz. Ballroom blitz. Ballroom blitz. That's sure.